You're listening to Faith That Works, a podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Pastor Steve Nanny, and I'm so thankful that you've tuned in today. We are working through a series on Sunday mornings in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John called Walk in Light, Walk in Love. Please stay tuned to the end of the sermon today, and you'll hear more information about our church and how we would love to hear from you. And come visit us on a Sunday morning at some point. Now, we're going to pick up a Sunday morning in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Walk in light, walk in love. Thanks for listening. I just don't want a people today. Some of you are like, where's that shirt at? I'd like to go buy that shirt. I just, there are days I, I don't want a people. You wake up in the morning and you know who you have to work with and you know who you've got to deal with and you know, and you're just like, I'm not feeling people today. But can I tell you, people is who Jesus died for. And if we're going to walk with Christ, if we're going to be who God's called us to be, we have to people. And not only do we have to people, so now we kind of move from, okay, 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 pastor, I got it. I'll tolerate people. I won't bite anybody's head off. I won't punch anybody in the face. Is that good enough for you? No, I want you to take the next step and I'm going to love people. I'm going to love people. Now we need to talk about, we need to talk about love, but here's the verse that got to me. We're going to try our little clicker today. Amen. You're excited for me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Look at that. And the flip, the flip. I could spin. I got all kinds of fancy stuff going today, right? Look at 1 John 2.10. It's on the screen, but it's also in your Bible. It says this. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And in him, there is no cause for stumbling. Now, now think about that just for a second. It, could it be, and we talked about this last week, that the reason we're stumbling in our Christian walk is because we're failing to love? Because can I tell you, we stumble because we look at ourselves more than we look at other people. We're concerned about our needs. We're concerned about what God's doing for us, how God's helping me. Uh, You know, we've talked about this a lot. We've got a consumer mentality about the things of God, right? Uh, we, We have this idea of what's it going to be for me today? Some of you got up and came to church this morning and said, but I hope it's good. Hope the service is good. Hope the music's good. Some of you, they sang a certain song this morning. You're like, oh, thank God I know this one. Like it's about like a top 40 kind of worship hits. Like that's what worship is. Or, you know, I don't really, you know, this one's not, I mean, Heather's okay and all, but I prefer Cedric, to be honest. I mean, I just do. <laughs> I just do. Heather, no offense, but why wasn't Cedric singing today? I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I, 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 I came to church today, and he's sitting in the, oh, right? And, and can I just tell you, that's a bad heart attitude, posture. It, it is. It, it's, it's a way, again, it, comes, it becomes about me, right? It becomes about me. Some of you came here today simply to eat in a minute. I noticed the front row is a lot thinner than it was last Sunday. <laughs> For those of you that, so we have to talk about what happened. You weren't even here last week. You weren't here last week either. So y'all don't even know what happened last week. Well, you'll have to ask somebody. I won't tell it. But 
There was a lot more people on the front row last week, Mrs. Jeffries. What happened? I called them out for going to the bathroom in the middle of the church, and they, now they've vanished. I guess we've lost them. I don't know where they all are, but amen. But we, we have to be careful that we, we, don't, we don't make church about me, church about what I want. About, but it's, isn't it about the kingdom of God? Isn't it about love? Isn't it about caring? Isn't it about becoming like Jesus? And what we've done is we've separated Christianity from becoming like Jesus. And it's just, uh, we're not careful, we'll easily become a religious social club. And now we're just doing good to be doing good. We're motivated by this book. I like the people. I get the warm and fuzzies. I got the goosey bumps. And so I'll dig in. I'll come. They eat once in a while, kind of like that kind of like in the, you know, the fellowship thing. And so we got to be careful that, that that equates and that's not what Jesus wants us to do. Jesus wants you to become like him. Now, I'm going to say that again. You say, well, that's impossible. Well, let's get to work on it. Let's get to work on it. Jesus wants you to become like him. And so if I love my brother, right, whoever loves his brother abides in the light. We talked about a couple of weeks ago. Walk in the light as he is in the light. What, what happens is when I'm not loving my brother, I step out of the light. I'm in the light. I'm in the light. I'm in the light. All of a sudden, Stephen Bolger says something I don't like. I'm not in the light anymore, am I? Now, I'm offended. I'm upset. Now, I've stepped up because can I tell you what? I, I don't I don't need Stephen Bolger's approval. I, he can tell me whatever you want to, buddy. Good for you. Do your thing. I don't approve of your message, but I'm going to walk in the light. You understand? Because I'm attached to Christ. I'm walking with Christ. I'm in the light. And the enemy wants to pull you out of the light. He'll do anything he can to pull you out of the light, right? He, he'll have you come across something or someone. And he'll, he'll, some of you are thinking, is God, did God put someone in my path just to make me miserable? Right? Some of you have said that. No, he, he put that person in your life to make you more like Jesus. To, to refine you. Right? Well, I, you know, I, I, they're, they're working on my patience. I don't need any work with that. Yeah, clearly you do. You do. You need help. Right? Because can I, can I tell you, can we be honest? The thing that causes you to lose your faith is actually the size of your faith. Some of you lose faith on 465 every day. <laughs> the size of your faith is the size of a vehicle. That's how big it is. Right? Because that, that's what causes you to, to, to lose your faith. Some of you are watching news and you're watching the news and all of a sudden something scrolls along the bottom of the you go, no more, no Why would, whoa, what just happened? Right? What, what just happened? How, how did you lose your faith that quickly? And then you've met people, right? You've met people, I've met people. They hear, hey, I've got cancer. They're like, mm, God's got it. Cancer? Mm, it's good. There's cancer. I got God. Amen. The name of Jesus is greater than the name of cancer. Yeah. Right? I mean, what, what? To, to live as Christ, to die as gain? What's the worst thing that happened to me? Die? How's that bad? You see, and that's what Jesus did. Jesus came to eliminate death so you wouldn't worry about 
anything. If you're not scared to die, what are you scared of? Nothing. And so Jesus resurrected on Easter Sunday so you wouldn't be afraid of anything. Anything. No matter what comes, you can now stay in the light as he is in the light. And if I love my brother, I stay close to Jesus because now I'm acting like Jesus, I'm behaving like Jesus, and the light's in me and I'm in the light as I love one another. You following that? So let's talk about love, right? I don't know why the love boat theme just ran through my head just now when I said that. Anybody remember that show? Oh, that's the wrong slide. I want to go forward. So there are different Greek words for love, right? Eros is a romantic love, right? So if you're sitting next to your spouse this morning, just give them a little kiss on the cheek. It's loud, right? You can do that. Eros is a romantic, it's a romantic type of love. But when the Bible says, love my brother, because again, the Bible for those that don't know, wasn't written in English, it was written in Greek. And the Greek have several different words. We say love. Well, here's what we say. We say, I love my wife, and I love a Big Mac. And people go, that, that doesn't seem right. But the Greeks had a better way of describing different words to describe the different types of love. Eros described a romantic, a Physical, we get the word erotic from that love, romantic love. Philos, right? You've heard of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love? That's a friendship, right? Some of you have a friend this morning and you did not kiss them on the cheek because you don't have that kind of relationship, unless you're Mike McGinnis, right? And he's not here to defend himself, right? If you've never been kissed on the cheek by Mike McGinnis, you haven't lived yet, right? I mean, that's just the way he does. He took that holy kiss thing in scriptures, literally, I think, right? And so what happens is, right, we have, a, we have a kinship, but even right there when the Bible says in verse 10, whoever loves his brother, whoever philos his brother, nope, nope, that's not right. That's not the love he's talking about. That's a friendship kind of love. That's not the kind of love. Well, so I'm just supposed to be friendly with each other. Nope, nope, and that's the... I think that's where the church gets lost is that's how we're living. We're just friends. Hey, we all get along. We're just friends. And if you're not my friend, walk away. Right? And that's not love. Right? Here's the word, though. Here's the word. Agape. You've seen that word before. Right? Agape. Now, that's unconditional love. That's unconditional. That's a sacrificial love. Agape love is the kind of love that says, man, I'm going to go down with you. You go down, I'm going down with you. You get up, I'm getting up with you. Whatever it is, and there's nothing that can stop me from loving you. There are several people in your life who probably at some point said, I want you to stop loving me. And you're like, I'm not going to stop loving you. I need you to stop. I'm not stopping. You can't stop me. Right, I want you to just, if you could hold back some of that love, if you could keep your distance from me, that'd be great. Right? Some of you have heard that from me. Pastor, you're doing too much. Don't tell me what, right? I just told Todd this week. I said, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> he said, that's too much. That's too far. I said, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to love, right? I know that. I didn't mean to be. I was like, are you mad? I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm gonna love you. Can I just tell you? I'm gonna love you if you don't love me. There are a lot of people 
on the south side of Indianapolis that do not love me. Gasp. Right? And I'm not just saying, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because I, I don't need them to love me for them to love them. I, I, don't, need, I don't need them to love me. Because that's, that's on them. I, I'm, I'm not, and you're saying, well, you're judging, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I shouldn't say. But I'm saying what I know is what God's called me to do. And what God's called you to do. And what is that? Agape. Agape. In fact, it says right here, whoever, think about this. Agape is his brother, abides in the light. And in him there is no cause for stumbling. So that, that's what you're called to. Now, that's not, agape doesn't mean we, we, we have a lot in common. It doesn't matter. Right? In fact, if you think about it like this, and maybe this is too far, maybe you don't even agree with this. There might be people you don't really like and get along with, but you have to love them. You're called to love them. You're called to love them. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. So the question is, how, how well are you living in agape? Now, that's the love that God has for you, right? Do you understand? Jesus laid down his life so you would never doubt his love for you. And what we're to do, now follow me here. I know you say, well, this seems pretty basic, but we're just still not getting it, right? What we have to do is to reciprocate his love for me by loving others. So therefore, when I love others, and people say, man, why are you loving me? Like I, Todd, you know, I was loving on Todd this week. Todd's like, too far. I said, don't tell me what to do. He was like, why? why? Listen, that's the love of God. Right? It's the love of God. What I, what I want to do and what I want all of us to do is to understand we're to take the, receive the love of God and pass it on. Can you think about that? Receive the love of God. Yeah, but what if, they're, what if they get on my nerves? You get on God's nerves all the time. If, if, I mean, I'm, you know what I'm saying, right? Aren't you thankful God is patient with us? Aren't you thankful God is merciful to us? Aren't you thankful he didn't give me or give us what we deserve? Oh, six feet under. Yeah, that's a song coming up. That's the Cedric song coming up, right? We got six feet under. That's what he was talking about. We'll talk about that later. See, now you don't know what Sunday. You better not miss any. That song's coming, right? And so we, we've, got to, we've got to reciprocate that undeserving, unmerited favor, love of God. I'm just going to send that on down because I don't deserve it. I've been given more than I deserve. So what am I going to do? I'm going to love Craig. Just going to love on Craig. Yeah, but doesn't Craig get on your nerves? Well, sure he does. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? I, I'm saying I get on Craig's nerves. And he's going to love me. And I'm going to love you. And can I tell you what? When people walk in the door and see that kind of love, it's magnetic. It draws. Because that's unnatural. It's unnatural. It's unnatural for people to just love each other unconditionally and to sacrifice and to lay down their lives for each other. Why? Because this is what we do. Tubbs knows. Tubbs knows. I'd be right there with you. In a second, I'd drive to Tubbs' house, and that's a long way away. 
like an hour drive. He comes every Sunday, an hour drive to church, right? But if Tubbs needed it, I'd be there. I'd be, right? And that's what we do for each other. And that's the draw. That's how Jesus said, men will know you're my disciples by your agape. Your agape, your love, your unconditional sacrificial love. So let's talk about a few things what agape looks like real quick. I just made a, a, so what is love, right? So we've got these different types of love. And so I think the question is, what does the Bible say? Can, can I, and I just put that there real quick because we talk about this a lot, o'clock, a lot at the nine o'clock class. And by the way, if, if you're getting up in the morning, just get up a little earlier and get upstairs. Somebody say amen, right? You're like, oh, that's just nine o'clock so early. You go to work later than that? Right? It's nine, nine o'clock's not that early, right? I mean, it's early, but come on, right? We're studying right now different world religions, like we just wrapped up what Buddhists believe. Now we're jumping into what Muslims and Islam religion teaches, and so we're learning so much every Sunday morning at nine o'clock. But the thing we have to ask ourselves constantly is this, what does the Bible say? So when someone comes up to you and says, hey, what do you think about that? Well, in my opinion, not not interested. Not interested. Not interested in your opinions. What does, what does the Bible say? What do you think about this thing that's going around the world right now? I don't know what it is, fill in the blank. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible teach us? Does the Bible speak to it? Yes, it does. So let's figure out what the Bible says. So instead of you trying to figure out, and instead of you trying to say, well, in my opinion, don't even worry about it. Learn what the Bible has to say on stuff, and then you just talk what the Bible says about stuff, and if people don't like what you have to say, take it up with God. I don't like you. I don't like what you have to say about that. I didn't say it. Some of you this morning don't like the fact that I'm telling you to love each other. I'm not telling you. God is. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. I didn't say that. God said it. So if you have a problem with loving each other, you have to take that up with God, right? So then that gets back to the idea of what do you think about the Bible? Anyway, what does the Bible say is always an important question. So let's talk about this. Here's our little list. If you're taking notes, write some of this down. So I thought we'd just talk about this real quick. So what is love? We we need to know the difference between unconditional love and conditional love, right? Conditional love says this, I love you as long as, blank, blank, blank. I love you, Nick, as long as you hand me $20 bills. (laughs) When those stop, we're done. And Nick goes, we're done. Right? We're done. We're done. Michael's been trying to get $20 bills out of him his whole life. It hasn't worked, right? Right? And so you understand it's conditional. I love you as long as, and that's a very selfish love because it's usually as long as you can give me what I want, I will love you. Hey, I'll be here for you as long as you do this for me. I'll be here for you. See, because what unconditional love is, is this. I love you, period. I don't need you to love me back. You may never give me anything. Don't need you to give me anything because what I'm going to do, I'm going to love you, right? 
God did not send Jesus based upon the fact that what we would do for him. He sent us Jesus based upon the fact that he's a loving God. That's what he is. God is love. Now think about that. It's not a behavior of his. God doesn't just say, oh, I'm going to think I feel like, feel like loving some people today. Let's go. Let me love on some people today. No, God is love. It's who he is. It's the core of him. Could it be that love is the foundation of everything in scriptures? From the beginning of time before all of this started, what God wanted to do was show off his love. He wanted to show off his nature. And he had a plan to show the world. And in, now we got it. We're thinking small. We're thinking planet Earth. But in the cosmos of the kingdom and eternity past, present, and future, what God wants to do is he wants everybody to know. The angelic forces, the spiritual forces, the demons, everybody. We want to show you. I want to show you something. It's called love. And it's unconditional. And it's not. That's why the Bible tells us. While we were sinners, Christ, wow, Christ died before I would ever choose him. What's that called? That's called love. And so what we do is we reciprocate that to others. So we do nice things. We show love to people. What are they going to give you back? Nothing. I'm not looking for anything back. I'm not looking for $20 bills. I'm just going to love you. Yeah, but what if they don't, what if they're mean to you? Does not matter. I don't, I don't, I don't need them to love me. God's called me to love. Agape. I have received agape, and now I'm going to share agape with everybody. And whether or not they receive the agape does not matter to me. Right? You ever loved anybody and they rejected that love? And you got all mad about it? Well, it doesn't matter about them. What matters is you. Did you do what you were supposed to do, which was to love? If they rejected your love, it doesn't matter. And if they don't receive your love, that's okay. Love somebody else. Right? Just keep loving. Don't ever stop loving. That's what God's called us to do is love. So we have to understand that agape love is unconditional. It's unconditional. I don't need anything. I'm not expecting anything back. I'm not doing this to get something, right? You've ever, you ever, um, somebody, you do something nice for somebody and automatically human nature says, what's the catch? What's the catch? Right? Right? We, my, my father used to say, if something appears too good to be true, it probably, in fact, I think he changed that to it definitely is. Anybody remember, right, getting all these wonderful deals in the mail and, and eventually you learn to read the fine print? And you don't see the fine print in your 20s and you're just like, hey, yeah, woo, yeah, I love it, come on. And then all of a sudden you're like, what? I got to do what? I signed up for what? Columbia House Records, what? Eight cassettes for a penny, what? I just talked about that a few weeks ago, right? Right? Timeshare, what? You know? You, you understand how this is? And we get, we, get, we get pulled in to all these things. But think about that. And so when we love people unconditionally, you, you're going to get this in response to people. Why are you doing this? Skepticism. Cynicism. 
What, what's really going on here? I'm just trying to love you, be nice. Come on now, tell me the truth. No, no, I'm just trying to be nice. Go on now, stop that. Stop. What do you want? Right? And, and so what we've got to do is just, and so what do you do? Just keep doing it. Just keep loving it. Because people have up walls for lots of different reasons, don't they? People have been traumatized. They've been through tragedy. They've been hurt. They've been sold, right? They've been sold something terrible, right? You ever go to a car dealership and you have a bad experience? You're like, I'm never buying a car again. Then eventually you realize, I need to. So you're so nervous when you go in the next time. Hey, we're, we're living in a world and in a culture where everybody thinks, and can I tell you, Christianity is not known for its love. Now think about that just for a second. And, 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 and the biggest thing is love and Jesus is love. And, and if, if you were to ask somebody who didn't know anything about Christianity, what's your thought about Christianity? They would say judgmental. You, you guys just judge everybody. You're better than everybody. You're hypocrites. You talk a good talk, you don't walk the walk. Liars, hypocrites, you judgmental, uh, homosexual haters. You just hate. You're a hater. And I, how did we, how did we get here? And the only way is to walk in love. Love. Now that doesn't mean we neglect truth. You hearing that? We've talked about that, right? We've got to, but we've got to, we've got to walk in love. And then the next one down, decide, right? Love is something you got to decide, right? You got to commit. Hey, you're not still married because it's feeling good every day. You're married because you made a decision, right? There are days you're like, I'm just going to be honest, I don't feel like being married to you today. I hope you're not there. If you dare, you should talk to me. We should talk about this, right? Right? You make a decision. You will yourself to do the right thing. I will love you. That's what love is, isn't it? Love, a decision. I am going to love my brother. I'm going to love my sister. Doesn't matter if they receive it or reject it. I'm going, I've made up my mind. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. What's he called me to do? Love my brother. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. I am making my mind up. What am I going to do? I'm going to love you. I've made a commitment. I'm going to love you. And if you reject it, that's okay. I've made a commitment. I don't, I, you understand? I've made a commitment. I've decided I'm will. I'm going to, love is a decision of the will, right? I'm making a decision. I'm going to love my neighbor. Even if they reject it, even if they don't accept it, even if they're annoying, or even if I don't want to do it, it doesn't matter. I'm called to do it. I will do it. Love also throws a lot of forgiveness out, doesn't it? Can I, can I, I think we've forgotten this a little bit. And I call it the power of overlooking, right? Some of y'all are married. Some of y'all, a lot of y'all. And the socks end up on the floor. We've had this conversation. We've talked about the socks on the floor. You know I'm not a socks on the floor person. You understand I've been scarred by socks my whole life. When I see socks on the floor, it brings up so much pain from my past because I've just been abused and beaten up by socks my whole life. <laughs> Cotton socks, nylon socks. Don't get me started on the different kind of socks there are out there. I'll tell you about my history with socks. And so we've talked about when I see a sock 
on the floor what that does to me. You understand what that, so how can you not understand that I want you to pick the sock up off the floor? You see this round thing? It's called a clothes basket. You just simply remove the sock from the foot and place it into the clothes basket. Can you not just do a simple task? Right? That was exhausting. That was going to be honest. That was. Right? Right? You understand? But you know what you ought to do? You know what you ought to do? Just pick the socks up and do it. Can I say to the traumatized sock person, you just spent 10 minutes telling me about your sock issue. You should have just picked them up. That's called the power of overlooking. The power of overlooking, right? I could give you a laundry list of things that gets on my wife's nerves. I mean, y'all just have to hear me a couple times a week. She has to live with me. Can you imagine what she has to face on a day, y'all are, y'all are, I guess that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty terrible. But you know what she does? She just overlooks it. I don't even know what it is. I don't even ask. I don't want to know. I don't want to get that party started. I just say no. No, I just hope, right? I don't even want to know. I, I, never ask the question, what do I do that gets on your nerves? Don't ever ask that. Why would you open that door? If it's terrible, they'll tell you, right? But we have to overlook. Thank you for overlooking so much of my life, right? We have to overlook each other. That's love, right? If we got on every single person about every single thing and every single item that got on your every single nerve, oh my word, that's exhausting. Just overlook it. Dishes on the table, just move them. Just don't worry about it. They put the toilet paper under. You know you like it over. Just don't even worry about it. Just flip it. You're sitting right there. Just flip it. How long does it take? You see it? Right? How long does it take to just flip it? Right? Just take care of it. Just overlook and, and, and love. Now, now, well, I won't get into that. If they cause you to compromise, that's a whole other thing. You understand? Most of the stuff we get disappointed and, and sideways about, the bottom line is, is it a big deal? The question, is it a hill worth dying on? That's an expression I use a lot with kids. Is that really? Is it, is it that big of a deal to you? Right? Right? She, you, you asked for M&M's. She got you peanuts instead of regular. You going to be okay? You got peanut allergy? What's going on here? You okay? She brought you candy. Zip it. Right? I mean, so we, because can I tell you what? We're selfish. Aren't we selfish? We get our eyes fixed on ourselves. And people are here on the planet to serve me. I'm glad y'all all came today because I was hoping I'd have a crowd because I've worked on a message here. And uh, I'm glad y'all came because I just wanted y'all to come and hear me talk. That's the only reason you came to church today. That's the only reason I'm glad you're here today was to hear me talk. I came to eat your food, but that's why I came. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right? Because people end up, and can I tell you, Jesus came and showed us that he came for people. He came for people. He never asked. He came for people. He came to love. He came to serve. He came to do. He overlooked time 
and time again. He showed a lot of forgiveness. He showed a lot of grace. And can I tell you, sometimes just let it go. Just let it go. And can I tell you, a person doesn't, let me just help you real quick. A person doesn't have to ask for your forgiveness for you to forgive them. Forgiveness is on you. It's not on them. I don't need, I don't need Randy's. You know, I, I don't, if, if, if I upset Randy, it's up to Randy, just forgive me. Well, they didn't ask. Well, what's that got to do with anything? Am I forgiven of my sins? Yes. Am I to forgive others? Yes, period. We're to forgive. Just forgive. You ever gotten so mad at someone and you've been so mad for so long and someone says, you don't talk to that person? Oh, no. What are y'all upset about? Be honest, I don't even know anymore. We've just been mad at each other for 18 years. Oh, what about what? I don't even know anymore. Socks. Something. It has something to do with socks. That's all I know. I, socks, and I slammed the door, and 18 years later, I don't know. I, I, you know, right? We ha come on, church. Is this the way Jesus wants us to act? Is this the way? Is this what Jesus died for? Did Jesus die so we would be petty? Surely not. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And then, let's look at that last one. So, so pick up, let's talk about that. I almost jumped ahead of myself. You know what pick up means? Pick up means if I get down, you're gonna pick me up. If a brother stumbles, pick him up. Don't judge him. We, we, we're real bad to walk by the fallen and say, you've fallen and you can't get up, have a nice day. How about picking each other up? How about helping me? If I go down, will you pick me up? Because if you go down, I'm going to pick you up. We got, that's love, isn't it? Isn't that agape is picking each other up? You're right. Instead of, you know, somebody, here's what we do. Here's what we do. This is just practical everyday stuff. A, a, somebody hadn't been to church in four weeks. And your first thought is, where you been, you sinner? About time you made it back. Whew. Good thing Jesus didn't come back the last four weeks. You'd have been embarrassed, wouldn't you? Whew. Good thing you're here today. Like, I think I'll just turn around and go back to my car. That's not helpful. That's not helping anyone. That's not, that's not blessed, right? Right? What we've got to do is, is, is encourage, right? We've got, to, we've got to encourage each other. We've got to help each other. We've got to spur each other on to good works. We've got to be there for each other. When we go down, it's not ours to judge. Aren't you thankful people didn't judge you? Most of you in the room would say, I'm thankful people don't even know what I did. I'm thankful people, there's a lot of amens, right? Me too, amen. I'm thankful. Right? But when we do know, God help us not to judge, but to love and to pick up and to come along beside and say, come on, man. Come on. You know what? I'm going to be more apt to get up if somebody encourages me instead of condemning me. So God help us to do that. And then lastly, here's the one we don't really like to say a lot, is hold me accountable. Right? Love me, but don't tell me when I mess up. Just always tell me nice things. Make me feel warm and fuzzy, please, at all times. And we and I, you know, you and I can be friends. Well, that's not what love tells me. If a brother sins, the Bible tells us, pull him out. Help him. Correct him. Show him. Teach him. Now, here's the thing. Now, so what we've got to be careful is, when I say hold accountable, we hold him accountable to the word of God, not to your personal preference. Cedric. Plaid. Come on now. You know Jesus hates plaid. Come on, I mean, 
why would you even say, why would you wear a shirt like that? Unbelievable. Some of you wearing white shoes after Labor Day. Shame on you. Unbelievable. I'm going to hold you accountable. I am going to make you feel terrible until you fix. Well, come on, that's not, what's that got to do, right? But I'm telling you what, if you have an appearance of evil, we're going to talk about it. If you're, if you're in sin, some of you in the room know that I have sat down with you and said, God can't bless you in your current condition. And I love you enough to tell you that. Hey, you can't continue in the path that you're going on and expect God to bless you. It doesn't work like that. It can't work like that. So we need to do something about it. That's love, right? And so we've got to be, we got, but can I tell you, it's hard to hold people accountable if you don't love them. You understand that? If we love each other, we can spur each other on. We can encourage each other. In fact, accountability is just encouragement to get back in the light. Hey, 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 wait a minute. I've used the analogy a thousand times. You need to get under the umbrella. Hey, you're way out there in the rain. Hey, the umbrella of God is where you want to be. Come back. Come back to the light. Come back to where God wants you. You know this is not, I love you enough to tell you. Right, can I tell you, if you see me stumbling around in the middle of 31 with the blindfold on, don't go, I bet he's fine. He's good. That's kind of weird though. I mean, there's cars, a lot of cars coming his way. I bet he's fine. He'll be fine. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's not my place to get out there on US 31 and pull him to safety. That would be judging. Oh, if he wants to, because that's the thing now, it's his right to run around US 31 with the blindfold on. That's what he wants to do. You be you. And then tragedy happens. And somebody says, well, you know, that's just how he wanted to live his life. Where are the Christians who will love people hard enough and strong enough so that people who are lost and lonely can actually hear the word of God? You following that? So if you love people, so you've got a worker at your job and you know their life doesn't match up with scripture. Can I give you a piece of counsel today? Just love them. Just love them. Just love them. Be kind to them, be nice to them, and love them. And when God opens up the door, you give them the truth. When God opens the door, and he will, and he will. But you love softens the ground so that truth can be received. You hearing that? So that's important to love, just love. Be kind, be kind, be loving. And watch what God does. So watch this. So let's look at this. I took that John 13 passage and threw in the word agape for every time the word love is in there. And look what it says. I want you to read this with me. Can we read it all together? That'll be fun. Here we go. One, two, three. A new commandment I give to you that you agape one another just as I have agaped you, you also are to agape one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have agape for one another. So that's, that's what we got to do. Right? That's what God's called us to do. It's not whether you like them, get along with them. It's will you love them? Will you unconditionally and sacrificially love them? So then I thought, where do we get that? Where do we get that from? Right? Because some of you even this morning are like, I, I, where am I supposed to muster up? Where am I supposed to? And can I tell you, you can't muster that love up. God will put his love in you 
so that it overflows. Because some of you even today are going, okay, okay. Pastor, I got to love people. I'm going to love people. Monday, I'm going to love people. I'm not going to bite that guy's head off. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, you just can't do it. I should work out more, right? I, right? You, you just can't, you can't muster that. You can't get there but God inside of you. But God flowing through you. Watch this. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through what? His spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in, look at there it is, agape. Rooted and grounded in agape. May have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and to depth. And to know the agape of Christ. Boy, think about that. Do you know the love of God? Do you know the love of Christ? That surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I don't know about you. I want to be filled with the fullness of God. I want the fullness of God to flow through me. So that guess what? When someone says, man, you're such a nice person. Boy, the way you're just loving on people. Hey, listen, that's not me. That's not me. That's the fullness of God just flowing out of me. Because see, I, God's given me a revelation of his love. I, I, I'll be completely honest. When God helps you to see his love and you walk in revelation of his love, you will love others. You'll, love, you'll not see them as something they can give to you. You'll not see yourself as a consumer. You'll see yourself as, right, there's Chris. I got love on Chris today. I don't know if y'all know Chris over here. Y'all need to love on Chris today. That dude is awesome. Just love on him. Just love on him. Well, I don't really, I don't really know him. Why do I need to know him to love on him? Am I going to be Jesus or not? Right? We're called to be Jesus, right? I, I don't need to know, I don't, have, I don't even need to have things in common to be kind, to be loving, to let the love of God, think about this. If I'm rooted in his love, his love will flow through me to everyone I come in contact with, to my spouse, to my children. If you're trying to raise children apart from the love of God, you are failing. If you're trying to love your spouse, I'm going to love my spouse, but I'm going to do it in my own strength. You will never, you will never do that. You will never love your neighbor. You'll never love that family member, that coworker. You'll never love apart from loving through his power as it flows through you. As you're rooted in his love, you unconditionally, you receive his unconditional love and you unconditionally love others. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 South East Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www fccindianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m., and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day, and always remember that Jesus changes everything.